Yo! Hey yo. Shady Sands Adventure. Gun chat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeehaw! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow! Basti! Hey yo! Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the Desert Goons! Yo! It's the fucking Shady Sands Adventures coming to you, episode two. What's up? We're talking about being internet babies, little internet. Uh, we're born in the internet age. Uh, we're talking kid TV shows that uh, influenced us, the ones that are locked in back in the fucking forgotten parts of our heads. We're talking all the like 90s to early 2000s shows that came out on all the great networks, Cartoon Network being one of my favorites. Uh, Nickelodeon's all right. Disney's all right. Disney's trash. Yeah, Disney's trash, let's be honest. It's bit, like, it had a couple things here and there. Um, like, that's a raven. And, uh... Yeah, <laughs> you know. know. <laughs> the, oh, uh, Phil of the Future. Hmm? Proud Family. Proud Family. Um, Gravity Falls, but that was ahead of uh, our time. Yeah, that's later. We'll do, like, more contemporary shows for sure. Because we've deep-dived so many good uh, contemporary animation shows. Uh, but you know, we're gonna stick to ones from the past. We're gonna talk about ones that influence us, crazy shit. We'll talk about movies. Uh, Scummy over here will bring you some of the darker movies. Uh, one of the ones that's really like questionable to put in front of kids and stuff like that. Uh, it'll be a good time. Good show. It'll be all right one. Uh, th this one's the non the non drug induced one. This one's more you know friendly to that. If you're not looking for all the crazy drug induced nonsense, uh, come to us for information uh, about weird sketchy TV shows from when we were kids. Hey, I'm talking stuff like uh, Billy and Mandy, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, Flapjack, uh, Coden, all the good stuff. Attacking the power of Juju. Uh, we'll get into it. Uh, stick around for another good one of the Shady Sands Adventures. Ooh. Boo, 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 boo. Man, Eddie and Eddie made me want to become a scam artist so bad when I was a kid. It was just nice being like a little young scummy and then seeing like, you know, your three pals every week trying to con money out of the other neighborhood kids for candy. Some real scummies, yeah. Trying to get money just to get more sugar in their bodies. I loved it. The jawbreaker concept was stupid. Especially just the idea of like... Let's scam our way to money so we could hurt ourselves with these sugar balls that like are almost guaranteed to hurt us And it's like Good for y'all. Yeah, and it wasn't even big money. It was like quarters, was quarters. Like I'm gonna try to fleece a quarter off of somebody. <laughs> it, was just, it was just peak goonery uh, Shout out to Ralph Ralph Shout out to Ralph. Shout, shout out, out to, to Kevin. Ralph. Yeah, fuck Kevin. Fuck Kevin. I'll fight that kid. 
kick him over on his The bike. Crank Anchor Sisters. Um, yeah, no, Ed and Eddie definitely had some really weird influences. I really remember the man the Haunted Mansion episode where they go on like the roller coaster and stuff and then they have to marry the Crank Anchor's sisters at the end. I do I will admit that one kind of feels kind of like mean-spirited towards uh, the Crank Anchor sisters in retrospect, but you know, we were kids, we were just learning goon shit. Hey, I don't know, they were kind of predatory. They like... were, you're not wrong. The Halloween episode was good too. Um the fan theory, all those goons came up with, this is always goofy. No, that they're like stuck in purgatory and yeah, stuff. Th- stop going to purgatory. Just because you're right about lost, you nerd. Doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean all of they're all dead kids from different decades and stuff. Like, uh, oh my god, okay. We all know only one kid's show did that, and that was Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Because that show Fuck was that heaven. Oh. <laughs> it was actual heaven. Isn't it fun to have your vegetable buddies groom religion into you? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe grooming's a mean word. It's more like... Indoctrination? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But it was like, you I know... I thought you gotta write it at first, but, you know, indoctrination, I guess, is more accurate. I'm trying to... Yeah, no, that feels right. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Look at how awesome and friendly this stupid cucumber is. He has the song about the hairbrush. He just needs his hairbrush. Um, so goofy. Uh, let's jump into a couple that like really influenced us that we might not have realized the influence of till later in our lives. Cause I didn't remember Billy and Mandy. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, I didn't realize I really watched until I was like three, four years ago I remembered it. And then I've been slowly watching episodes here and there. So much influence on me. So much shouting. It's just so mean. (laughs) Oh my god. The mean-spirited nature of Mandy is just awesome. Billy being a complete fucking goon is one of my absolute, like, favorite things in all of the world. Also, I could just get behind any kid's cartoon where the main premise is torture. Yeah, and just torturing some, like, the literal Grim Reaper of the world. That Halloween episode was particularly really good, too. The one with the pumpkins and, uh, the fucking trickster dude. That one's crazy. There's also a video game on their website, on the Cartoon Network website after. Yeah. Also, the craziest thing to me about Billy and Mandy is you're like, oh yeah, Billy and Mandy, really cool, like, really fun show. And then it's like, oh fuck, Evil Kong Carne exists, the sister show that plays on the other 15 minutes or every once in a while. And, uh... That one's just about a scientist who exploded his body, puts his brain inside of a bear, a purple bear named uh, Borsko, and uh, Hector, Hector Concarne, the fucking evil scientist with his general scar and Dr. Ghastly. Shit was real not. Dr. Ghastly was a dope female character for sure. Yeah. Um, they, like, I never had a name for her for the longest time. Like, but thinking back, those in, those characters influenced me so much. General Scar constantly plotting against Hector and then just getting like bonked on the head by a giant squid with a missile launcher arm. 
But he was also like a character in Billy and Mandy and later. Like he was like yeah. a neighbor. I remember there was one time yeah, where he had a they, wall full okay. of guns and he wanted just to shoot Billy and kill him. <laughs> um, that show also showed me cannibalism for the first oh. time in a kid's cartoon. It was an episode where they're stuck in the desert and the bully ate like mm. one of the nerd kids' arms and legs. You're totally right. Holy shit. That was a fucked up episode. I love that. <laughs> I remember a kid me was scandalized. I was like, you can't show this. It was like in the warrior books when you read one cat like tear another one's throat at. And you're <laughs> like, why? <laughs> That stuff was uh, really good. Um, love myself some Billy and Mandy. Uh, one fact I, I learned was, uh, what was it? He, he goes on to uh, uh, voice act Zim from Invader Zim. Billy has this dumb high-pitched kid's voice. The, it just has like one of the mean spiritist like dumb laughs too like even thinking about doing it it's like man that's so mean <laughs> like the <laughs> it's just like man Billy goes in, on to like voice act this very like serious like very uptight alien man yeah that I... go for it there you go <laughs> it's just like Zips and Tenchi taking over the world the whole time while just going to school going to classes like such a solid premise shout out to Billy and Mandy uh, came out uh, oddly enough in 2003 had seven seasons and he goes on uh, Max Maxwell Adams writes it he also writes for Chowder later on okay and then he uh he yeah, no, he kind of just did that stuff because he. Oh, he wrote for Johnny Test as well. You. And I was like, yeah, no, that's goofy. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that one influenced the hell out of me. Never really realized it. Uh, man. Anyone's that got you? What show are we talking about? Any show that influenced you? Um. As a kid. Courage the Cowardly Dog was pretty Oof. great. But Courage, I would, definitely. I want to double back to Invader Zim, though, because Do I remember it. there was an episode where he didn't have any human organs, like, during, like, a school physical, and he got bullied because of that or something, so he started stealing all the other kids' organs and replacing them with inanimate objects, and he was just, like, this big organ sack moving around with, like, eight stomachs and, like, a couple <laughs> hearts and a bunch of lungs and, like... He'd open his mouth and you could see some of it. It was so gross. The, the shows were really grotesque. <laughs> like, they were really going for it. Uh, I, I remember I listened to a, a true crime pod that was talking about, like, the TV shows in the 90s and how in the, uh, the FCC in the 90s put in a code that essentially was like, kids shows don't really have to be informative or have more messages or have any of that. They just have to be in line for a kid essentially just make more products and stuff like that and don't really worry about morals so shows like uh, uh who was it Rocco's Modern World really took advantage of that some of the shows were a lot more like predatory with that a lot of the game shows were really bad Nickelodeon was terrible with a lot of that kind of stuff but um yeah, a bunch of shows influenced me from back then. What was it? Codename Kids Next Door was always a good one. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to join that when I was a kid. I was like, yes, give me a gun. 
fellow kids and I will fight the adults with you, but also eat candy and chill out like a giant treehouse and like maybe <laughs> we fight, not like, fight. Yeah, we felt like the dentist and a fucking candy beard and stuff <laughs> like that on the asparagus sea. Ugh, so many good things. The moon base. Moon base was a good one with the cooties episode and the, the episode where they all play tag to yeah. decide who's leader. Episode with the Rainbow Monkey Island. Shout oh. out to Rainbow Monkeys. Shout out to Rainbow Monkeys. That was a dope one. And then they go on to, what was it, make a make a Rainbow Monkey website that you could go to. And then if you tap on the Rainbow Monkey's nose, it took you to like a secret another website that gave you access to like, they wanted to do a new show uh, where it was essentially Uno was gonna like destroy the world. It was the Galactic Kids Next Door. And they totally wanted to do that. That was around like 2013. They wanted to like launch that project. It never got off its feet. But that was what they wanted to do with that show. And that was so dumb. There, it was cute. I would have loved the idea of it because those voice actors were amazing, right? Like, yeah, great. It really sold a lot of it. Yeah, they really uh, influenced the hell out of me. Number three did a fantastic job. Shout out to, I want to say number four, she was my favorite, but number five was the real star. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a fact. They all do so good, though. Uh, shout out to Codename Kids Next Door. I love the, uh, just even down to, like, the, how the entry titles, uh, the titles were always just, like, acronyms and stuff like that. Yeah, like, bra was, like, battle-ready armor or something yeah, like yeah. that. I love it for all the different inventions and stuff like that. Like, no, that show is super cute. Um, I'll speedball a couple at you, because we gotta get going, and I'm thinking, like, Actually, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo influenced the fuck out of yeah. me and like everybody from that decade. Um, but for sure, like the best iterations of art, uh, that's a conversation people have every once in a while. There's different like versions of the show throughout the different decades. Starts in like the 60s. Uh, one of my favorite, apparently one of the most famous ones that I've heard a lot of people mention was, uh, what was it? The Mystery Incorporated. But that happens in like 2010 to 13. Yeah. And I've seen pictures of it and it's looked really good. I don't think I ever sat down and watched one of those. No. I might have as a kid, but I don't really remember. At that point, I would have been approaching high school, middle school at least. So like, uh, probably not that one. I definitely like just the original one, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? From the uh, 60s, but my like, personal favorite was definitely the pup named Scooby-Doo where they're all kids and they're all goons and they eat buckets of food and they fucking just goon around. They live in a treehouse and shit like that. It's a lot less like stoner oriented where all the other ones are like pretty story stoner oriented where it's like, man, how did these goons in this van end up in the swamp? <laughs> you yeah. know this is some goon shit. <laughs> I always liked it when they tried to kind of legitimize the plots of Scooby-Doo, where they were like, no, 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 we're actually doing story, you guys. We're trying to take this seriously. <laughs> this is very serious to us. Um, I'll, I'll hit up some of like the more forgotten ones, maybe. Uh, Rugrats had a couple good ones. I'm thinking Cat Dog. I'm thinking Rugrat. Doug. Wild Thornberries. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold's a good one. I hated that kid so much. <laughs> but I watched a lot of it because, you know, Nickelodeon was on. 
Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Neutron's, uh, what's it called, right? Yeah, that starts as a movie. That's a popular one, but people kind of forget that it started as that movie we all have stuck in the back of our head where the aliens invade, they're like egg-shaped and goo. Yeah, and then all the kids go to the amusement park and make, make all rockets. the rides. Yeah! I used to play that to go to sleep, but now when I look back at that movie, I'm like, that animation's terrible. Oh this my god, garbage. so bad. <laughs> and then Jimmy Neutron, they spin off into fucking Planet I never watched that one, but I knew it existed, and it looked rough. Uh, I'll throw out so Camp Laszlo. Uh, <coughs> Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Actually, we could stop on that one for a second. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Nah, I loved that one. As a kid, I I'd draw it. my no. own like imaginary friends that I'd be like, oh, I'd like to have this. This is like a rat, but it's a sock. Yeah. Um, the big tall red one was definitely really good. He was a giant sock, right? Yeah. Uh, Eduardo. Shout out to Eduardo, Eduardo the purple bull. There's Coco the chicken. Oh, uh, Coco the chicken. That shit all the eggs that had like the prizes in them. And, like, <laughs> things, and it's like, thank you for your shit. It's 100% how she operated. But, uh, but that one had one of those weird plot lines where it's like, oh, I'm young kid crushing on teenage girl for most of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never loved those ones. Gravity Falls did that one too. And once it finally dumped it, it was doing a lot better. Actually, not only I think about it, Wendy and um, Frankie, Frankie are pretty, pretty similar. similar. Yeah, the crossovers there. Damn. Uh, my gym partner's a monkey. Camp Laszlo. Uh, not from... The, the Disney ones for me are more just like, yeah, the fill of the future. Um, proud family, for sure. But the most important one we should talk about especially because of its actors. The actors are ridiculous. We'll jump into it. Motherfucking That's So Raven. Actually, real quick, before we leave that one, also Simpsons. Simpsons hit everybody. Oh, Chalk Zone was good. I forgot Chalk Zone. Uh, Simpsons is really good, though, right? Simpsons infected me. Um, I have Simpsons disease. Simpsons starts in 89 has ran for 32 seasons. Ever since I've been alive, Simpsons has been around. That's like longer than the Iraq War, which has been around for a lot of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, The Simpsons will endure. The uh, Simpsons did it, as uh, a dumb, dumb South Park once said. Uh, I will say, I've tried to watch Simpsons all the way through at different times in my life. I've done the first four seasons a bunch, and then I just started hopping around. I'm gonna try and make my way through it. I've done eight, didn't love it, did nine, wasn't my favorite. Thirteen, however, was really, for like a future season, 13 really hits it. Uh, one that sells the hell out of me. The episode where Homer gets medicinal marijuana and he's just dead ass high for half of the episode. It's just the stoned, red-eyed, the half-opened-eyed Homer walking around. Some of the best bits, the one where Flanders comes over <laughs> and wants to talk about the Bible and Homer's like, wow, I've never actually read the Bible. Like, can you read it to me? And they read the whole ass Bible, right? Wow. Jesus did all these things for me and he didn't ask for anything. <laughs> like, so high. Him and Otto in the attic just making jokes. Oh, that character's name is Hemp Backwards. Oh, and Otto is Otto Backwards. Oh, now I'm scared. <laughs>
Man, I've watched, like, done two full watch-throughs of all of The Simpsons, like, two separate times in my life, just sitting down for a week and being like, yeah, if I'm not leaving the house, I'm just going to sit here in my room by my computer or TV and just watch all of The Simpsons marathon that happens to be playing. And the time it starts to get bad is season eight, because that's, I think, when they wanted the show to end, but then it was like, no, ding, 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 ding money. Give me the monies. Uh, so good. Simpsons influence all of us, but we're getting into it. Some of the people who uh, make these shows and act in these shows get a little wild sometimes, and some of our childhood stars, um, you know, aren't the best people. Whoa, weird to hear, maybe. Um... Not really, but I'll hit you with some of the ones you might not have remembered that existed just because, firstly, That's So Raven is a show existed. Really good, really dope show. I had, when did that one come out? Motherfucking That's So Raven in 2003 sticks around for three seasons, gets its spin off, Cory in the House. <laughs> Motherfucking. <laughs> <coughs> the dad of That's So Raven cooks for the president, and now the son. The brother of That's So Raven, Corey Manson, go on to, uh, has his own TV show. And then, okay, well, he firstly, I discovered him probably right after around the time I'm graduating. I'm in City College time. I see an article in the, Fres in the, in the newspaper, in the, the Fresno News, and say, got it. Uh, motherfucking dude was in the Central Valley doing some pre-sus stuff, sus stuff. He was having like relationship with people that he was like maybe a little underage and then he got fully hit for like sending indecent pictures to a bunch of people, a bunch of underage folk. And it's like, come on, do Corey in the house? No, don't do this. I literally saw Corey in the house when I was a kid at the fucking, the big old baseball stadium we had. There was a Disney event that was also accompanied <laughs> by like motocross and like inflatable slides. Come to the fucking baseball park. Come hang out. Check out these Disney stars. It was Ashley Tisdale, Corey Manson, and some other fucker that I forget at this point. Man, if only that was on their Disney on Ice phase. Oh. You just saw those fuckers just sliding around uncomfortably. Just sliding around like goons. The real one I went in to get to, uh, Raven's crazy. I mean, she she goes on to do some interesting stuff. She gets very political. Uh, good, good for her. But... Uh, Gotta talk about the man Orlando Brown. He's had some a couple weird things happen to him over the years, but in 2020, it recorded in April 2020, like April 16th is the article I saw on the source. Motherfucking, he has a breakdown, and they it, like people are accusing him of like anxiety and stress of the quarantine, but. He's had some breakouts in the past, and this current one is mainly him just accusing... So he's accusing Michael Jackson okay. of being Will Smith. Well, that's obvious. It's just like how the guy, the singer of Weezer is also Kurt Cobain. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he goes on this long tangent that the Will Smith is actually Michael Jackson, so the, he's still alive, and that uh, he apparently there's another article that he tried to break into Neverland, like the Neverland Ranch that's been shut down for forever, rightfully so. Uh, 
he tried to break in there like dude's going crazy uh yeah he's making all these accusations he was saying some sus stuff about him too like a lot of sexual allegations against will smith and like it was crazy it was like okay this guy's got fully off the deep end uh on top of i also just saw another article like 2016 he had a fucking he got a tattoo, a giant tattoo of Raven Simone on his back. No, <laughs> you no. can't do that. You can't put you through your, your like old coworker through that. <laughs> Shout nope. out to Child Stars. Shout out to Child Stars. Shout out to Orlando Brown. Uh, really influenced me. He was like Raven's buddy, the main like dude influence of the show. So of course like. I super paid attention to him. Uh, Ned's Declassified uh, School Survival Guide influenced the fuck, the fuck out of me. But, like, specifically, looking at some of their uh, careers afterwards, not as crazy. I'll tone it down just a bit. But I do love uh, Daniel Curtis Lee, uh, Cookie of the show. Giant-ass backpack on his back. He has all this technology all the time. He's the tech whiz. And uh, dude's fucking, so dude becomes a rapper for a bit, but keeps his fucking like uh, TV show movie career trying to go. And uh, as of recently, in 2019, he is starring, he starred in a movie called fucking Evening, uh, I, I gotta find it now, motherfucking Evening Installation. A, I, I don't know how long it was. I don't think it was fully feature length. But he straight up plays a TV installation man. Fren French woman, from what I can see of the trailer. French woman comes to America. Installation man comes to the door and says, Hey, I'm here to put in your TV. And he licks his lips. <laughs> <laughs> he does this lick lip with this sus look in the doorway. And it's like, okay, this is going nowhere fast. This is all bad. Like, I thought it was just gonna be the typical home invasion of, like, uh, uh, plausible deniability, where he's like, no, I'm just here to install the TV. And she's like, why you got knife? No, he, it just starts off, he's crazy, he comes in, she knows she's in trouble, and he immediately just starts shouting at her. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> She's running through the house writing help on the windows with with fucking lipstick like Oh, you know what? I think I heard about this movie. I think it was actually the movie adaptation of Ned's Declassified. <laughs> kind of like Twin Peaks The Return. Oh no. I just started that. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping it gets maybe better. Um, it, yeah, some, some real dumb stuff. All this fun stuff. Uh, a more fun one. Uh, hoping that the show could have come back. Ed, Ed, and Eddie in, uh, what was it? 2015, 2016, there was a change.org org article to bring Ed, Ed, and Eddie back. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I hope this didn't work. No offense, but like, I want that one to stay in my nostalgia. That was a weird ass show that I don't know should be re-released -re -re to all these kids nowadays. Yeah, probably don't have a kid show where the protagonists are scammers. They're just literally trying to scum everybody and become these greasy-ass capitalists. Like, but I don't know. I say this, still loving Gravity Falls, still loving Ed and Eddie. Sure. Yeah, you know, Gravity Falls, you scam people through cryptids and stuff. That's fair. That's fun. I'll pay people to look at a... You, I don't know, if you glue a pig's head to a fish's body... 
you went through that work at least. I can respect that and be like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's goofy looking. If you go to a tourist place, you should expect to get a little scammed. Yeah. Some light scamming. Yeah, and apparently the creator was a little resistant to the idea to supposed to get around like 10,000 uh, petitions to seem like it was so going somewhere. They wanted 100,000. They got 3,000. Oh, that's close. They, you know, close to 4,000. So yeah, close to 4,000, <laughs> which is closer to 100,000 than 3,000. Yeah, so they're doing good. That did not last. I saw some comments that the creator made who was like, well, we try. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to try to force all these actors and all these people to go back to work to do a project they might not want to do anymore that, like, they had grown past. Super goofy. I just love to see where these creators and these people have come now to the darker end, to the goofier end. Um, God, God love all these kid show actors and all these uh, the creators of these animated shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Disney, I guess, had the weakest animation side. But also, wait a second. Drake Long, American uh, Dragon? Kind of good. I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch that one. But like... I remember fondly of that one. Do you remember the Jackie Chan show that was like on Nickelodeon? Oh shit. <sighs> no, that's a bad one. You went to like magical places and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, what was the rain Nickelodeon? The Dragon Tales. Dragon, dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. Gonna teach you Spanish yeah. with our dragon. The dragon Tales. Rub the stone. Now Rub go the home. stone. Rub the, stone, the hey, rub the stone, rub the stone, rub the stone, a rub the stone. Go to Dad Dragon World. Alright, that, that's some good TV shows. I was about to say fucking Wendy Wu too, because like Cody or not uh, was it? Zach and Cody is good. Oh Zach and Cody. I got, tw I got twin glocks like Zach and Cody, party pooper like Mr. Mosby. Shout out to Blueface. Uh Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I hate Blueface. God, I remember I sat through one of the projects and that was one of the only lines that stood out and that was, it just made me so mad. Let's get to some movies, uh, a bunch of decoms, a bunch of weird shit from the 90s. You know what we're talking about. You've been listening. You get <laughs> yeah. it. You guys are smart. You get it. Wendy Wu was a good one though. Um, shout out to, what's her name? I forget now. I feel bad. But also in the meantime, you're feel good. You're a good person. You're all smart and you're great and you're handsome. So handsome. So uh, so nice. I love the outfit you picked Big out today. Big smile. Big smiles for days. I hope you have good sleeps. Your yeah. eyes look nice. Yeah, your teeth are very fancy today. Teeth fit in your mouth well. They're very lined up. Your teeth are very safe looking. Your teeth are sharp. <laughs> in all senses of the word. Hey, oh, uh, we'll be back to you with some movies. Wee-haw! Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is our generation's birth of the nation. Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis. I want him on all my walls. I want him up in my ceiling. Yeah, I'm gonna shrink down a little Rick Moranis and put him in my pocket and carry him around to be like, hey, Ghostbusters was weird. <laughs> what was your favorite scene on the Ghostbusters? He's like, you gotta unshrink me. He was like, I liked it when the villain was the EPA. 
<laughs> Fucking Ghostbusters. Uh, you, uh, DCOMs are always a good one. Yeah. Got so many good DCOMs. That was the only good part of Disney Plus, was getting access to all the DCOMs. Um, well, fucking, uh, Halloween Town will have always fucked with me. I'll always think of Halloween Town and then Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. It's just uh, Halloween Town 3, Halloween Town High. Halloween Town Forever, Halloween Town Island, Halloween Town Drama Island. Halloween Town Million. Halloween Town The Money. The Money. Halloween Town Show Me Some Money. Uh, They're just not as enjoyable as you think they'll be because you watch them though and you're like, oh, there's no plot to this. There's no plot. They wrote down a premise and then wrote down a bunch of shitty jokes. <laughs> and then, like, they just kind of fill an hour and a half until it's over. Usually a villain will reveal themselves randomly within, like, the last 20 minutes where it's like, I'm the bad guy. And the kid's like, I'll defeat you through friendship. But the bad guy's like, oh no. Oh no, holy shit. That exists. <laughs> there is the one where about, like, the haunted movie theater where old-ass Mickey Rooney just gives a very bizarre yeah. speech about how movies are love and stuff, and then everyone's like, you get out of here, you, manager. You <laughs> Scram! What was the, uh, what was the sci-fi one about the girl who grows up in space with Raven? Xenon. Xenon! The movie about nothing. She's in space. Not nothing. She, she goes to Earth, and then she goes back to space. Yeah, she might get stuck on Earth and can't catch the party. No, I think somebody was gonna crash the space station or something dumb towards the end. Yeah, that didn't happen until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, like, literally the last 20 minutes. She's like, how do I get back to the ship? Oh, I go back with this rock star. <laughs> The security's like, you can't do that. And the rock star's like, fuck it. It's some young girl. She could come on the ship with me. And it's like, huh, huh. this is, huh. huh. She won my competition. Yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> but also, let's not forget that the dean from Community was in Sky High. Oh my god, the dean in Sky High. Sky High fucked with a lot of people. Yeah, Sky High was, uh... The superpower where you just become a gerbil. You become a glowing ooze. Yes, yeah, someone turned into a puddle that someone else slipped in them, and it was like, <laughs> see, people with ch- shitty powers could be useful in like rare scenarios, so they're <laughs> as good as people who are useful all the time. So that guy could turn into rocks and punch a car in half, but he could make somebody slip sometimes, maybe. That movie was like a watered down <laughs> Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah, it really was, but it had more superpowers than Incredibles. I'll give it that. Whenever I was looking at uh, superhero shit as a kid, I was just looking for the most superpowers in all of once. I just like uh, world building. I was like, give me a million superheroes. There's only one superhero that really mattered to me as a kid, Batman aside, and that was superhero Static Shock. The Static Shock. Just give me a kid that could fly around on tinfoil and be like, I'll, I'll fucking zap you. I'll zap you. That was uh, that was a kid next or uh, Cartoon Network show, right? I think so. Yeah. No, they they do a good job with that one. Um, one that really got me too was a uh, Cats versus Dogs, the spy movie <laughs> from the early two thousands. Oh my god. I remember loving that movie, but if you ask me to explain anything oh. about the plot, I'm like, there's spies and there's cats and there's dogs. But from what I've seen of DCOMs. 
I know that other kid movies could just be filler with yeah. one premise and just a bunch of dumbass I, I jokes. I don't know if that one's a decom. That one might well, have been different. I don't think it is. Disney. I think it was yeah. like Paramount. It was like an That's, actual it studio. It was like a bigger one, but yeah. just as nonsense. Yeah, because like it's you're selling to children. Kids don't know shit. What if there's like a beagle and he's the new dog on the block, but he's got to join the spy operation or else... The, the Siamese cats will ninja into his house and then threaten to kill him or something? Or, or maybe they were just like, we'll break all this shit and then it will look like you broke this shit and then your family will hate you. Yeah, and there was also like when cats or dogs stole like the other puppies in their litter in the beginning <laughs> oh, yeah. of the movie. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Man, kids' movies are stupid sometimes. I, I, I bumbled into this one. I just have to mention it real quick too. Thumb Wars? Thumb Wars from 1999. It was made by the creator of Jimmy Neutron. It, it was only a half that. hour long. But the guy who made Jimmy Neutrons was like, wouldn't it be funny if we put people like thumbs with faces over people's real faces? And did Star Wars? <laughs> like, no, that wouldn't be funny, dude. You can't do that. I'm gonna get really angry at you. Man, you just gave me flashbacks to Spy Kids with the fucking thumb people in the first movie. Holy shit, that was a weird one. But also Steve Buscemi in the second one, making little creatures. He little was. creatures are my dreams. Yeah, just have an island full of little creatures, and then you're good. <laughs> you don't need anything else in life. I'll tell you, I could get billions of hours of entertainment from that. I, I, I wouldn't need anything else in the world. Just give me a box built with dirt and grass and a bunch of miniature horses, and I'll just Ugh. keep opening the box when I'm sad, and I'll be like, look at those horses. But look at the horse. And then so you, happy. And then you put a snail in there, and you're like, how does this change things? The snail is bigger than the horses. Do the horses fight the snail? Do they win? Do the horses and the snails become friends? Does the snail Form become their side? god? Yeah, some kind of symbiotic relationship, maybe. You never know until you get a box full of miniature, like, lil horses. Not miniature horses, motherfucker. I'm talking. Little baby lil, ass, tiny ass. You, you little like, four-inch horses. Like, if you, squeeze your, tail. if you squeeze your fingers too hard, you'll crush them. Horses. Yeah, I'm talking little horses that I could put up in my motherfucking dollhouse. You could hide one of those in, like, your mouth. Little ass baby-ass horse. Little ass baby-ass horse. Put that coffee in me. Toy Soldiers was good. Toy Soldiers always got me as a kid. Uh, I thought of that one a lot as a kid. I loved the idea of my toys coming to life and stuff, especially being so militant and angry and stuff. The commander just being like, Fuck it, I'll never work with these fucking scum fuck bear looking people in the bear guy's like He's not even a bear, he just has like spiked skin. He's like it. a mutant or something. Yeah, mutant. There's, there's like a lot of them that are like different. They're like, oh no, we're different. These clean clut white soldiers wanna kill us. Yes, and then they're gonna use Barbies to murder us. Cause the military dude is like, well if we put the chips in these things. <laughs> oh, we weaponized the Barbies. I remember that was played in one of my high school classes, and I was like, okay, first of all, we're all too old for this movie. We're like 16. <laughs> and second of all, what does this have to do with geometry right now? <laughs> what am I, yeah. Am I supposed to be learning about the military tech and how they try to weaponize everything? Is that... <laughs> if you know how shapes work, you could bring toys to life and have them fight Sebastian. 
Oh. Did you not take geometry? No. That sounds about right, though. Um, Some real dumb stuff. You, you got any of the good movies? I got one more. Hit me with it. I, I got I got Wizards, because that one really influenced the hell out of me. When I was a kid, uh, <coughs> my dad showed me Wizard. My dad showed me a lot of weird movies as a kid. <coughs> my dad's not a ton older older than me. So he, he kind of <laughs> relates to me in certain areas. He's like, what, 20 years older than me, 19 nah, years. He, like, he's just they have me young. He, he and his dad learned how to shave at the same time. At the very same time. Shout out to Papa Shavy. Uh, so he shows me... Uh, one of the weirdest ones, too, is this hobo with a shotgun. But that's not kid shit. We could talk about that later. But he showed that movie to me. So that's about what the kind of shit he shows me is. He showed me Wizards as a kid. Probably around 9, 10 years old. He shows me Wizards one night, randomly. I just wander out and he's like, uh, You can watch this with me. It's animated. It, it it reminds me of a lot of like how the Lord of the Rings uh, animation stuff was done. And those animations were awesome. And so, what's that style called? You've talked about it before. Uh, that one cartoon or that one Adult Swim show did it too, right? Oh, uh, rotoscoping. Rotoscoping. So yeah, they use this weird animation style where they're layering. Uh, Layering cartoons over frames of real shots and stuff like that, right? More yeah. Or less? Yeah. So they're doing stuff like that, and they're creating these really weird psychedelic, like, warriors, especially in Wizards. They're using these really weird, like, s like fucking snail ostrich creatures with these, like, honking noises, noses and fucking polka dots all over them. They look super goofy. There's a bunch of, like, more or less, they look like super soldiers, but they're supposed to look very Nazi-esque, because literally the plot turns into main character has to fight these soldiers from a weird land who found a fucking uh magic video player essentially one of those old timey like you stick the disc in there and it rolls it back and forth um they play it and it's nazi propaganda they watch a bunch of Nazi propaganda and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Let's apply it to our fantasy world. So all the fantasy people got to fight off these Nazi-ass motherfuckers who are using this literal not Like, that movie literally shows Nazi propaganda. Yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck it. It's like kind of animated over, but it's yeah. legit just Nazi propaganda. Yeah, it, it's like, holy shit, they're just throwing it in here. And the whole point's just to be like, yeah, no, this is terrible. This could corrupt even, like, the most of fantasy worlds. They start using, like, tanks and stuff like that. Like, it gets really bad. It's like, okay, yeah, no, don't give these ideas to some, like, wi wizard necromancer. The whole point was, like, there was a good wizard versus, like, this necrotic wizard dude who had this evil tape. Uh, the hero gets there with the wizard. Best thing about the whole movie, you could watch the whole movie and get to this point, and it will still be satisfying as fuck. Nazi necromancer wizard is like <laughs> you'll never defeat me I have I have all this power I have all this Nazi propaganda I'm the best I'm the most powerful you'll never defeat my spells good wizard goes ah yeah well I have a gun <laughs> <laughs> boom just shoots him dead right there no, the movie's done he yeah. just kills the necromancer with a gun Whole movie just more or less telling me shoot Nazis. Yeah. If Nazi shit starts happening, 
find the leader of it and just shoot him. <laughs> like, white supremacy is terrible no matter what, even in a fantasy world. Um, wizards, shout out to that. I have it lying over there. I got it for Christmas. Um, fantastic gift, fantastic movie. A really weird one to show to kids, but, uh, you know, shoot a Nazi. Not too bad. Yeah. What have you got? Go and talk about Monkey Bone. Oh man, you, you've talked about a lot about Monkey Bone over the years. I mean, Monkey Bone was like one of my big childhood movies. It was directed by Henry Selleck, who also did Coraline, Nightmare Before Christmas, and okay. James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Okay. He's done like a bunch of dope stop motion stuff, but like. Monkey Bone was like half life action, half stop motion, sometimes blending the two. Okay. It stars Brendan Fraser <laughs> as a cartoonist who's like famous for his cartoon Monkey Bone. And then he just gets pushed with a bunch of merchandise that ends up like getting him into a car crash. And he goes into a coma and goes to the afterlife. Death is played by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> There's a lot of. The monkey is really horny, even though it's a kid's movie, and he's just, every time he's like, ooh, a wooga, a wooga, ba-ba-boom. Wooga's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Like, that so kind of obnoxious. shit. Like, his eyes popping out, <laughs> yeah. his tongue rolling out when he sees a girl, and then he's gotta put, like, monkey bone in his backpack, because the whole character is, like, representative of a boner. <laughs> but, like, it's still, like, it's for children, you know? Yeah. And then naturally, it, and then it's just Brendan Fraser being like, "Get me out of the afterlife! Get me out of limbo! Everything's deathly and spooky here, but it's like an amusement park or something." <laughs> but it's also like an amusement park. And okay. then so he goes to like the Lord of Nightmares or something <laughs> at a party, and it's like this little goat man, and the guy's like, "Okay, you stealed this thing from death. You could steal a pass out of here." And then you're good. <laughs> but then he just gets, you know, betrayed and the monkey bone takes over his body. So it's Brendan Fraser for like half of a movie pretending to be a cartoon monkey, pretending to be a person while trying to hit people with nightmare gas. It's Is he, is he still horny as fuck once yeah, monkey there's a bone whole, there, becomes the... <laughs> there's a whole sequence where he's like, oh, I could fuck Brendan Fraser's wife. So, <laughs> like, he's like doing this dance around the bed and swinging around and trying to land on her like, no. bombs away, baby, and she rolls off and he's like, oh no. And he like, he starts off by like watching a nature doc on orangutans that are like fucking or something. It's a it, there, Why? There's a sequence at the end that I'll never forget where, like, Brendan Fraser comes back from the afterlife to stop Monkey Bone. And he comes back <laughs> okay. as this Olympic guy who Bob Odenkirk is trying to hargit for organs so that he could buy himself, like, a sports car or something what like the that. What fuck? And Shout out Odenkirk, uh, Mr. Show Show, the worst show around. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to get him like that. <laughs> you gotta get sketch comedy whenever you can. <laughs> gotta gotta put up your dukes with that one. Um, get it, monkey bone. But anyways, like, so he comes back to life on the operation table. He's running out of there. Bob Odenkirk's like, those organs are mine, you fucker. <laughs> or something like to that extent. And then so it's like the dude just throwing some dead guy running around reaching inside of himself, throwing, like, guts at Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> and then Bob Odenkirk being like, grab that, that's my new wallet or something. 
It's a very weird kids movie, but one, it did make me fall in love with Mark Ryden's art. Okay. He's one of my favorite artists. He's done a lot of dope, dope stuff. He's on Instagram. The whole movie's art direction was mostly inspired by him. Okay. He does like a bunch of like soft things of like people in dresses made out of meat and like Abraham Lincoln and stuff. It's pretty great. Okay, there you go. Pretty nice. But also, I know that was like a weird movie to watch as a kid, but like, let's talk about Happy Tree Friends. That's why I was hoping it was coming up. I was like, yeah, actually, wait, we can't go past that one. That one was fucked up. You just glimpsed it at me and you unlocked like a billion memories in my head. Yeah, before I talked about it, I was like, I have to like actually look up videos to be like, was this as bad as I remembered? And I was like, yes. It was, it was just like extreme violence with cartoon <laughs> animals for like three minutes straight. Big violence. Like a sign swinging into one and tearing their face open and then it's swinging and then hitting another one and smashing their face against like the signpost and their eye rolling out and someone grabbing it and slowly slicing it open and then grinding the juice out of it. And yeah, juicer. they're making like lemonade. It's like, oh, the eye's just another lemon. Oh my god. There's one I remember where, like, the moose is, like, cutting down a tree, but then it falls on his arm, so, like, yeah. he has to cut it off with, like, a spoon after a while, but then he cuts yeah. off the wrong arm. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, hey, isn't it funny that violence? Ha ha ha, this, these things are hurting. This thing's in distress, and it's really upset, and... I saw one where this dude accidentally got put at the top of, like, a ski mountain. It was, like, the hedgehog that had, like, dandruff on him, and he was really nervous. And then, like, he had to get down with something, so, like, his foot, like, stepped on a plank with a nail, and he slid down, <laughs> so you watch, like, blood trail behind him, yeah. but he got it off, and, like, his foot was split open down the middle. Oh, no. And then, but, like, an avalanche was coming, and he was like, <laughs> I need to, I need to get out this thing so I can outrun it, so he's, like, crying as he has to, like, stomp his other foot down on the nail, and then slide back down, and I'm like... Jesus. I mean, they don't, they don't say it's kids' content, but it's, Yeah, like, that was the thing! It was always, like... I knew as a kid I shouldn't be watching it, and like, I had parents and teachers because I remember we watched it at school a couple times, and they definitely were very mad when they would see it on, but like, as a kid, I totally thought it was meant for me. Yeah, and it was—it felt like it was like adults only wink because we got all these kids flash games and stuff that yeah. adults aren't going to be playing. But yep. like, and that shit influenced me so much. That one really got me. Uh, real quick, too, we could hit the off-the-air stuff. So that's more Adult Swim, but a shout out to Adult Swim for having some of the dopest content on all of television, on all of cable for forever. Still putting out good stuff, too. Still putting out really good stuff. Uh, Toonami was always a dope thing. They just had, like, dope segments and sections of their thing where it starts off with, like, Family Guy and adults in, like, a... American Dad and dumb shit like that. But then... Into, like, their more serious lineups and stuff. They're, like, short, like... They'd get to, like, their 15-minute shows, like the Saul of the Molemans and the fucking, like, Venture Bros. Squidbillies. Squidbillies, yeah. That would come on around, like, 10, 30, 11, yeah. Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which I'm sure I will want to spend a whole segment talking about at some point. Yeah, that show raised me. We got me. too much of that shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, rise, chicken, chicken, 
Rise. Uh, so much good stuff, but off the air appeared when I was a kid, and I really couldn't comprehend that one as a kid. Like, other shows, I was like, oh, it's violent, oh, it's goofy, Metalocalypse. I was like, yeah. I get this, but I didn't really get it. I just understood it was violent. Uh, I used to love home movies. Home movies, shout out home movies, motherfucking, uh, what was the, it was, it was well, I guess we were a little older when it came out, but still when I was kiddish, I saw it, fucking, what was, ah, uh, fucking... Super Jail. Super Jail. Super Jail. Hyper violent. I was like, oh, this show's so funny. No, it was just hyper violent. It yeah. was the real thing. Also yeah. really transphobic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like some really crazy stuff you'll find all over Adult Swim. And that's ignoring, like I said, Toonami, all the anime, and then all the weird shit they played in the early, early morning. Sometimes they would just play old cartoons from the 70s and 80s. Uh, but shout out to Off The Air. Still a wonderful experience you can find on YouTube. Essentially, they just clip together all of these amazing different artists doing different things. So one second, you're watching a motherfucking dude climb a roof with bananas on his hands. And then the next second, you're just watching rockets fly off into the sky for this for, the, for 30 seconds. And then it melts. The screen melts and you just see like ice cream melting for 30 seconds and then it turns into like a music video for two minutes <laughs> yeah that's all psychedelic and then that sh shifts away into a woman who's shooting at a river so oh that it my creates God. a rainbow yes um but as a kid one that always stuck with me so i randomly go to cartoon network as as a kid when i woke up when i couldn't go to sleep it's one in the morning uh i turn on the tv it's adult swim because that's what cartoon network becomes at night and off the air is playing and the only thing i see so shout out to the nature episode it's the first bit at 50 seconds after the intro's done it's a rabbit bit and i didn't realize until now that it's a bit supposed to be fucking around with the idea of bugs bunny and it's supposed to be bugs bunny and the uh, hunter dude but the hunter dude has a dog so it's different and like bugs bunny it starts off with him eating trash inside <laughs> of a trash hovel he's poorly animated it's like 3d models that are stretching and distorting themselves as they walk and move the animation's terrible and then you see like the dude hunting him and then some fucking like industrial electronic music starts playing and they like fight each other their limbs are flying around the hunter has a shotgun and at one point bugs bunny just starts eating the shotgun <laughs> and it's like this is horrible <laughs> and bit ends with just like them both distorting into each other and around each other and then the hunter like sneaks over to a rabbit hole and puts some dynamite in there and then like walks backwards and like is about to light the fuse and then bugs bundy hands him the lighter to the fuse but then he made sure that the diamond dynamite went under the hunter. So when he set it up, it just exploded all the lines of the 3D <laughs> animation into just nonsense, just pure fuckery. Um, as a kid, it stressed me out, especially the industrial electronic music they were playing. Like, it, it felt like power electronic at a certain point where it was just pulsing at me and just like kind of angry. And I was like... Why am I watching this in poorly 3D animated Bugs Bunny shit? Like, this is concerning. It's the same channel as Chowder. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to watch Chowder, some fucking flapjack, which, you know, not necessarily a ton better. <laughs> misadventures of Flapjack, the marvelous misadventures of Flapjack, shout out. Shout out to Candy Wife. Shout, shout out to, to Candy shout Wife. Shout out to Doctor oh. Surgeon. 
Doctor Surgeon. Yes, the barber dude. Uh, so good. But we're talking serious thing. We're talking, we're talking real serious. news. Also, we never shouted out Adventure Time, but we'll talk all about that one in a contemporary one. Yeah. Get it. You have an off the air that got you? Yeah, when I was like young, I remember there's one time I woke up around like one o'clock at night. And all my, my room is very dark, and on my TV, the only thing I could see is a man with just bananas covering his face, and he's just holding up a lighter and trying to light the ends of the bananas as he's just staring at me through my <laughs> television, and I'm like, am I, am I awake right now? Why would this be on? What's happening? What? Yeah, who would put this on? Like, I was, like, very young, so I was like, is this some supernatural entity trying to communicate with me? Is this a nightmare? <laughs> And then, like, the off-the-air thing hit, and I was like, oh, fuck you. And then I, and I watched it for, like, a little bit, went to sleep. That was off the food episode. Okay. And a lot of the episodes, you can watch them online, people. They're on YouTube. Go watch them. Yeah, I remember the rabbit bit ends with it cutting to igloos. And I remember <laughs> as a kid, that just fucked with me. I was like, what am I? I don't know what this could possibly be. I thought it was a commercial. It wasn't. No, it was a purposeful art project that was amazing and awesome. Um, yeah, that's yeah. some good, uh, that's some good TV shows, some good childhood shows. The internet age really fucked with us. I'm sure we could spend a whole episode talking about the, uh, YouTube videos that influenced the fuck with yeah. of us as kids. Just gotta say, thank God I was old enough to not, not live through Elsa Gate. Oh, God, yeah, no, we avoided a lot of good stuff, but we also got hit with the blunt of a lot of goofy shit. Yeah. We got hit with the fucking core of schmoss. Smosh shit. That was rough. Uh, we'll talk all about it uh, some other time. Maybe next time. Next time I'm thinking we're talking about stuff like wrestling. Uh, we could talk about K-Hop. Finally getting to the show the me the money. Where's the money? Where's the money? We watched Show Me the Money 7. We're re-watching. We're, we're doing the season right now. So we'll bring you live updates of Show Me the Money 7. Uh, what we think of the contestants, yeah. how, we, how what we think uh, they're going to be able to do. We've already seen six and eight. Uh, I've watched seven once, but I forget a lot of the stuff. But we'll bring all that kind of stuff to you. Uh, Korean rap survival hip hop TV show. What's up? What's up? And some wrestling, some contemporary wrestling. A and AEW. I want to talk about all the favorite wrestlers. All the goons, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, yeah. Brandon Cutler, Peter Avalon, Peter Avalon, uh, the fucking Jurassic Express. They had a match going on uh, when we record tonight. They just did another match. Uh, go check it out. We got all the good stuff. Uh, new episodes, episodes coming to you next week. Stick around. It's that Shady Sands Adventures, that fucking desert goonery bullshit. We, we chillin', we gonna go smoke a blunt, drink some more coffee. And, so uh, much coffee. So much coffee, and then go clock in like a 45, 48-hour week. What's up? Uh, we chillin'. Chillin'. Hey, oh. We'll see you next time. Wah!